Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Quite a lot of these strategic questions, when you look at them and say, well, that's really obvious. Obviously, we need to know what's working in our favour if we're going to be strategic. But it's surprising, actually, how often I see this skipped or more frequently than skipped. People do it as individuals, but they don't always take the time to generate a shared understanding. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliet Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator, specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school, and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic. And if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. So today we are diving into the second essential question that you need to be able to answer to identify what your school strategy should be. Now, people like me love strategy just for the sake of it. Most people don't. The reason we do this is because being more strategic can help you to secure your school's future by ensuring diverse income streams and ensuring you have a a business model and an educational offering that fits today's world. And also so that we can, as schools, make a really positive impact on society around us. So last time I was looking at your vision. So we talked about what is your vision and how you can create a vision for your school, which is unique and really tailored to your specific school. But leaders don't just need the vision. They need a map to help you get there and help you lead others in your school community to achieve and and deliver that vision. And that's what we're starting to create in this episode. So today we are looking at the second strategic question that you need to be able to answer if you're going to be leading your school strategically. And that is what's working in your favour? Really quickly, before we dive into the detail, I want to make sure that you make the most of the time you invest listening to this podcast. And the best way to do that is to make sure you grab a copy of my free ebook, the Strategic Independent School Leader. 
It outlines how to answer the six essential questions that will clarify your school strategy and secure its future. In the world of business, strategy can be full of jargon, but it doesn't have to be that way. This is a jargon-free tool tailor-made to help private school leaders think and act more strategically. Download your free copy today at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash ebook. Okay, so strategic question two is what's working in your favour? I often talk about these as being accelerators. So these are the positive things which are already working in your favour propelling your school towards delivering its vision. So these are things that are going really well, things that could be opportunities in the future that you are well placed to harness and really propel your schools forward towards its vision. It's really obvious. Quite a lot of these strategic questions, when you look at them and say, well, that's really obvious. Obviously, we need to know what's working in our favour if we're going to be strategic. But it's surprising, actually, how often I see this skipped or More frequently than skipped, people do it as individuals, so they know themselves what they think instinctively is working well, is working in their favour, but they don't always take the time to generate a shared understanding within the senior leadership team, within the governors, so that there's a shared view of what's going really well and working in your favour. And I think that's where the power of being more strategic really comes is you can't do strategy alone. You have to work as a team to lead your school. So what I wanted to do today was talk about two different ways that you need to be thinking about this question, about what's working in your favour. And definitely you want to be doing this as a group, as a team, not just on your own. Although doing these things on your own to begin with is a great way to start. So the first of these areas is considering your internal strengths. Now, when I say internal, I mean everybody who is in your school community. So I obviously mean your staff, your pupils. I definitely mean your parents as well. But I also actually mean your alumni. I often consider them to be inside your school gates. They are an integral part of your community. So which areas can we look at for our strengths? I'm going to run you through some quick ideas here. But if you go and download the ebook, then there's a whole checklist of areas that you want to consider when you're thinking about your internal strengths. So obviously, front and centre, you are a school and so your academic provision. What are your internal strengths? What's going really well and propelling you forwards, working in your favour in the way that you educate your children, your pupils on the academic front? And then equally importantly, how's it going on the extracurricular and sport side of things? So all those extra activities that you offer, what are your internal strengths in those areas? Equally important in today's environment, the well-being support and pastoral support, learning, academic learning support that you're offering your pupils, brainstorming through what's going really well in that area can be really, really important. If you're a boarding school, then clearly thinking through what's working in your favour internally with your strengths in boarding. And then, as we talked about last time, there are all of the catch-all foundational elements which make you a strong independent school. So these are not pupil-focused, pupil-facing, but they are absolutely essential for your success. So that's to do with your income streams, your fundraising, your fees, potential international school partnerships, 
commercial lettings, other opportunities for income generation. How's your IT and digital platform? Is that an internal strength? Your facilities and your buildings, your track record on environmental sustainability, running through each of these areas of the school, thinking through what are our internal strengths in each of these areas. But don't forget your people as well. Your people are the driving force behind how you deliver your education and how your school runs on a day-to-day basis. So I don't mean specific people in this sense, but I mean more to do with the way that all of your people work together in the culture of the school. So thinking about which elements of your school culture are internal strengths could be really beneficial. So that's your internal strengths in terms of what's working in your favour. The second way I'd like to invite you to think about this are your external opportunities. The um, wily among you will have noticed this is very much based on a SWOT analysis structure. So we're now looking for opportunities, so positives again, but in the external environment. So as I said before, internal is everyone in your community up to and out as far as your alumni. External is both the national and international societies in which we sit, but also our wider local community and local forces that could be working in our favour and presenting opportunities to us locally. Now, one of the best ways that I've found to think about these external opportunities is to use a pastel analysis. Now, I know I've pledged not to use too much jargon, but this is one of times when actually kind of a strategy framework can be incredibly helpful. So PESTEL, each of those letters stands for political, economic, social, technological, environmental and legal. And the task that you face is to identify the external opportunities which are presented in each of those spheres that you operate in. So, for example, At least here in the UK, we've seen pockets of increased demand for private education in areas where state schools have sadly struggled to adapt to offering an online education during pandemic lockdowns. And so at least on a regional or local level, there's a social force that's working in the favour of some of those independent schools where they're seeing a locally increased demand for private education And where that's combined with an economic local force, that there is enough wealth in your local community to support individuals paying the affordability of families to pay for independent education. And we are seeing that as an opportunity in terms of increased demand for private schools. That's not being seen uniformly across the UK. And it certainly won't be the case in all international settings either. But analysing it from your local perspective can be a really important way of identifying new external opportunities. There's also a huge opportunity on the technological front for schools who have been able to adapt to the new environment of online education. And so clearly a lot of schools will be finding that if you have been successful in adapting and offering your education online during pandemic lockdowns and when people are not able to be in schools, that does open up new external opportunities to you that are worth exploring. So that's a quick run through the ways that you can think about what's working in your favour. I'm going to be completely honest, none of this is going to be rocket science for you. But what is key is that you are doing this as a team, developing a shared understanding of these 
internal strengths and external opportunities. And it's a foundational element of creating a really robust strategy and thinking about things in a much more strategic way. So if you want to explore the checklist, which I mentioned, you can download the ebook at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash ebook. Great. So that's it for this time. I hope you have a strategic week ahead of you and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye then. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast, the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically, both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast.